Happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Moms Breaking Chains podcast. Mamas, I got a juicy one for y'all today. This one is going to be six different ways that we can help empower our children to have healthy relationships with their body. Even if you have a one-year-old, a two-year-old, let me tell you, these children are sponges. They see everything. They mimic everything. It's never too early to start. So I want to just give you six different tips that will help you to be able to establish this healthy body image relationship for your kids, as well as something, maybe this might even help you if you're still struggling in this area and you really are like, I wish I would have had something different done for me. So I can't wait to share these six with you. Let's go ahead and get into it. What's up, mamas? Welcome to the Moms Breaking Chains podcast. My name is Monica. I'm a homeschool spirit-led mom of two babies, wife, empowerment coach, certified personal trainer, boxing fitness trainer, and creator of BoxFit Queens. I know that you are tired. You're tired of the endless loop of this negative body image cycle. You want to do something different and you don't know how. You're tired of obsessing over the scale, comparing yourself to other women on social media, upset about your body not quote-unquote bouncing back after your baby. Your mindset around food, fitness, you're tired of working out to punish yourself and still getting no results. Most importantly, you're spiritually, emotionally, and mentally drained. Boy, do I feel you, mama. Even as a personal trainer, I still struggled with this, and I realized that it was my mindset. As young as a 15-year-old girl, I developed an eating disorder, eventually turned to hard drugs for 10 years to completely change my body because I was not happy with myself. Now, as a mother, I know the importance of breaking these chains. This podcast will equip you with the tools that you need so you can have your breakthrough with renewed mindset strategies, self-love habits, rewriting the old belief systems, and most importantly, partnering with God in this journey because I could not have did this alone. We will have the breakthrough. If you're ready for something different and you're ready to transform your mindset, welcome to the Moms Breaking Chains podcast. You're in for a journey. Let's glove up and knock out those old belief systems that are avoiding you from your breakthrough. Let's get it, mamas. Hey there, mamas. All right. If you've been a listener for a little while now and you have not left a written review or a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Why not? (laughs) I'm going to ask that if you've been a listener, if you could please go leave a written review, anything, even any honest comments about the show would really help to grow the show. And it's been amazing. So quick little like, I don't know, like a 30 second testimony since I've gotten off of social media. If you're new around here, I got I deleted my social media on January 20th of this year, completely deleted everything, every social media account. And this podcast has actually grown in that in this week or so that it's that I've been off social media, which I think is phenomenal. But I don't know exactly what it is besides God that's really been helping the show grow. But I also think that's pretty amazing evidence that, you know, social media isn't needed to get the word out. You know, it's these reviews. It's y'all leaving honest reviews and uh, ratings on this show it's sh- it's spreading the word it's telling other moms it's you know just listening and I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart because I couldn't do this without you so thank you and if you have not left that review it would really help this show to keep growing because we want to make a movement of moms that really just want to empower themselves to do something different <clears throat> excuse me so 
All right, this episode today, I'm really excited to bring to you because, man, you know, these things that I'm going to share with you, uh, I think that a lot of us that struggle with our body image, with our appearance, with all these things, I think a lot of us are going to relate to a lot of these things. Like, we're going to be able to say, oh my God, I did not even think of that because I didn't realize how much it was affecting me as a child and I carried this over. And so this is why it's important that as moms, like we think that we got to wait till our kids get older, but we really don't even realize how much they know at this age. Like, of course, there's limits to things we're going to talk about. And a lot of the things I'm going to tell you are probably not what you think they are. But I want to just show you ways that you can help empower and bring in that healthy environment for your kids at this age. And let me just tell you a disclaimer. I do not do all of like I don't do any of these perfectly. I fall short in all of them, which is why I felt that these were really important to bring up because I'm also working on these as well. It's one thing to work on them for myself, but it's another thing to work on them for my children. And so I'm really trying to create these healthy habits around the way I speak or the way I encourage my kids. So let's get into it. Number one, we want to avoid any kind of body shaming comments, any kind of negativity or I mean anything. And what I mean by that is like a lot of times, you know, as a kid, you know, we have our baby fat on us and, you know, one year old, two year old. And I don't know about you, but like I still have this cute name of like little miss piggy by the time i was like seven and eight still and so that kind of stayed with me and even though it might have been cute when i was a little baby because i was a really big baby um it wasn't cute as i started getting older you know it wasn't cute when i couldn't lose weight at 15 years old and i'm starving myself and vomiting because all i can think about is oh mom caught you know this person called me little miss piggy oh my siblings called me it oh i'm getting made fun of at school because i'm big so i feel that way so any kind of comments like let's maybe if you're the type that likes to be like, I, I don't know if you're Hispanic or not, but if you know it like, oh, little gordita or things like that, like you say little remarks of like be, them being cute and you don't really mean harm behind it. Um, it's just still we still have to just be careful. We have to be careful with the way that we say things, the way we talk to our kids, because we don't realize that it can affect them. Even the opposite, not even just about being heavy, even about being skinny, like, you know, calling them skinny or calling calling them bones or flaco or whatever. We don't realize that all of that can really affect your kids because when they get older, let's say for some reason they go through a, a transition of their body where they gain weight and people are still calling them flaco, flaca and and they feel embarrassed or they feel like, man, that's who I used to be or man, I'm not skinny no more. Like it's just things that we, you know, we may not even think that can affect us, but we really just have to like, you know, be careful with the name calling and, you know, and, and maybe find something else. Like my daughter, I call her, um, I used to call her Bonita, which means pretty in Spanish. And then we shortened it to Tita. So now her nickname is Tita. And um, and my son, we have like a little cute name, but it has nothing to do with their appearance or their. I mean, my daughter's bonita, but my son, we don't call him anything about their weight. You know what I mean? Like it's nothing tied to their weight or or their appearance as far as like, you know, the the way their body looks. So we just try to avoid anything like that. Um, so that's the first tip, you know, just avoiding any kind of names that tie to their body um, Two, it's uh, speak life into them, pray for them. Uh, pray with them, you know, so I think these are very powerful tools. One thing I do love that my parents did for me is um, 
I, I don't know if they like if they told us to do this every night or like if we just saw that they did it. But I know that me and my brother would like pray in our beds by ourselves, like before we would go to bed because we shared a room. And I remember us having like our nighttime prayer or like respecting each other's quiet time to have prayer time. And um, and it stayed with me as an adult, you know, and I love that. I love that we all have that moment to know that we need that intimate time with God. And uh, and I really think that that just helps encourage us to be able to speak life into one another. So like the other day, my daughter, my, my husband's been praying with the kiddos and my daughter, you know, and then I'll have my prayer time with the kiddos. Right. But uh, my daughter's two and my son is four. And my daughter came over to the, she came over to me and mind you, she's two and she talks like she's 12 and she comes over and she's like, give me your hand, mom. And then she gets my son's hand and she's like, let's pray to Jesus. And I just thought it was so amazing and so beautiful that like she did that. Right. And she was just rambling on like she closed her eyes and like, but but the the authority she carried, like even though she didn't know what she was saying as far as like in prayer wise, she had her eyes closed and was like speaking like, you know, like she wasn't embarrassed. And I think that these kind of things of speaking life and prayer into our kids is so important because we want them to have an understanding that when they feel alone, when they feel that abandonment, rejection, they feel ridiculed, anything like that, that they don't have, if they don't, if mama's not around, right, if daddy's not around, they can lean on God, right, they can lean in on prayer and they can boldly ask, right, and seek and fill the void, with the Holy Spirit and God's love, right? Like, that's the kind of stuff we want to speak with our kids. I don't know about you, but that's what I want to do for my children, right? I want them to know they're never going to be alone. And that the, and they don't got to go fill the void with attention and attention-seeking on social media or the wrong kind or go use drugs or go drink. Like, we get to teach them that. You know, if you're feeling, hey, you're, you're not feeling good about yourself, let's pray about it. Hey, let's talk about it. Hey, you know, and so we get to speak that life into them, which I think is extremely important, you know, <clears throat> number three. So, OK, this one's important. Um, teaching them healthy relationships with food. I think there's all kinds of great advice out there, and I'm not saying one is better than the other. But this kind of conclusion I came to for myself, um, like kind of like in the last few months. And it was it was kind of interesting because I. I just want to say that I think that we should encourage healthier relationships about food and the way that we teach kids. So I have people in my family that are like, you know, we they were taught like you have to um, eat all your food before you can get up. Right. Which can kind of get us in that place where we don't know when to stop and we think we got to keep eating and force ourselves to eat. Right. Um, and then we have the other side where like, um, you know, sometimes we're told like, there's people that kind of shame the fact that we let our kids kind of eat not my kids but like that you know I'm not going to cook anything different for any of my kids like they got to eat what's made and things like that and while I, I get all of it I do get all of it and I kind of was that mom too like thinking like no they're gonna eat what I make but then I had to remember that when I became I think when I when I was about 16 or 17 and I kind of ventured off to my health journey uh, my family wasn't really on board you know and so I remember as a young girl like my mom would make um, she let's say she would make some kind of chicken and like um, some other kind of side unhealthy right I would or she would fry the chicken I would ask her can you put a couple of pieces on the side of boiled pieces or baked pieces without the breading or hey can you you know and she would do it for me and I always loved it because she would always save me my healthy stuff on the side and I love that because even though 
I didn't, it's not like I was making her make something completely different. It was just like, hey, instead of breading mine, can you just bake mine? And, you know, and so we would just, you know, she would do those things for me. And I thought it was so amazing because I didn't realize growing up that, like, it was because of those little choices that she allowed me the freedom to do and to have that I was okay to make decisions for myself when everybody else was eating something. Like, when I wasn't getting ready for a boxing match and everybody was eating something heavy or that I couldn't eat, I was okay to say, hey, it's okay, I'm going to eat this instead. Because I, you know, my mom allowed me to have that freedom to say, hey, it's okay, if you don't want to eat this, well, we'll just make it in a different version for you. Or, hey, you don't want it in tacos, well, you can eat it with a salad on the side. And, you know, instead of saying, no, we're going to eat this, and you're going to eat it the way we're all eating it. Like, I think giving, you know, for me, this is, again, uh, just an opinion, right? This is just um, me just throwing it out there. I think there is something encouraging about allowing our kids to kind of maybe um, have a say-so as far as, how they're going to want their food prepared. Like if we're making, again, let's go back to the chicken example. If one of my kids wants it in a chicken sandwich, we can make it in a chicken sandwich. The other one wants it with just vegetables on the side or however, you know, we're still making those choices, allowing them to have those choices. Of course, us as parents trying to guide them to make healthier choices, but we're not shaming them if they're trying to eat a little bit different than us, right? Because Again, as I got older, as I you know became a teenager, more into adulthood, I wanted to eat healthier and I wanted to take better care of my body. But I think had my family been shaming me or been like, oh, you, you know, you're trying to eat your own thing or if they were making me feel that way, I think I would have had like some shame or like feeling this guilt behind it for eating that way. So I'm glad my family didn't do that to me. So I just want to share that. Maybe it'll help somebody else. <laughs> um, all right. Number four. So I think that. <laughs> This one might be a little bit of a uh, of a controversial one, but I'm going to just share it anyway. So um, being that I just got off social media, you know, it's definitely something that I'm learning for myself, too. And I feel like this has kind of been God's kind of brought this to me a while back when I got off the first time off social media. And I realized that uh, I had to really start to think about what I want my kids to see as far as like how I take pictures, why I always take pictures of my body, why I'm always posing, you know, because being a trainer, I, I mean, I thought you just have to do that, right? And um, and I feel like after every workout, they would see that I had to take a picture. Hey, guys, take a picture with me. And my kids would, like, love, like you know, they, they didn't mind posing in with the pictures. But another thing kind of hit me where I had to think, like, man, am I really, like, is this what they really even want? Do they, they don't even know what we're really doing. You know, when I'm taking pictures of them or I'm having them stand there and pose, like, what exactly am I teaching my children? You know, because I don't remember seeing all this when I was younger, right? Obviously, social media wasn't a big thing back then or, all you know, all the crazy picture taking like it is today. Um, we have a lot of pictures, but it wasn't the way it is today, you know, and Obviously, I take a lot more pictures of my kids than what I ever got taken of as a kid. And um, so I have to think about those things of like when my kids are posing or I tell my kids, hey, you know, smile, even if like obviously super innocent pictures, right? Like they could be playing outside or they could just be posing. And it's like I also have to think about like what why exactly do I do it so much? Right. And what kind of things am I putting behind my kids? Like, what? let me think of how I'm trying to say it like 
what kind of perspective are my kids getting from it, right? As they're getting older. So like sometimes my son will say no, he doesn't want to be in the picture. And I've, be, I've learned to be respectful to say, okay, that's okay, baby. Like, and I won't take the picture because he said no. And like my clients, when I train them, um, when they first come in, like especially if they're new clients, I always say, hey, um, you know, if you don't want your picture taken, it's totally fine. Just, you know, at the end, I like to take a picture of my ladies. But if you don't want to, you're totally fine. You don't have to. They all like to take it. But I then I went another step further when I first got them as clients. And I said, hey, uh, I usually put these pictures on social media. Are you OK having this picture? Would you like me to tag you or not? And they would say, yeah or no, I don't want to be tagged or no, I don't want to be in the picture. And so I started learning to teach that freedom of like that privacy. And if you want your picture taken. And I think that we've kind of gotten away from asking and being respectful because believe it or not, I think that has a lot to do with um, the way we view ourselves. Some people don't want to see themselves because they know that they're going to shame themselves and their bodies when they see a picture of themselves, you know? And so I say that to say that when it comes to our children, um, as they get older, we really don't know what they're going to feel like or, or um, we hope that they can communicate with us and tell us. But I think a lot of the times they may not want us to take their pictures anymore and i think that as mothers we have to be respectful and we have to be okay with saying no i'm not gonna do that right that's not to say i'm not gonna take pictures of my kids it's that i gotta know what i'm doing with them and um i'm being honoring and respectful if my kids decide that they don't want their pictures taken of them anymore um in that light you know so it's just a thought it's just something to have out there I know I saw a lot of pictures of me when I was younger and, and um, there were times when I'd be like, oh, I hate the way I look, you know, and or I didn't want to be in pictures, you know. So uh, I just think that those things are important for us to just honor and respect. And, you know, so our kids can have a healthy relationship with the way they view themselves. And and if you want to take it a step further, even talk with them about it. Like, why do you think you view yourself that way? Like, you know, you're so beautiful, like compliment them, speak life in them and and just let them know that they're so beautiful. Right. Um. All right, and the next one, okay, so, oh, the next one is show them like a positive side to uh, different sizes, different appearances of people. So I think that, you know, this one is just like just letting them know that we're beautiful just the way we are. I guess the best way I could tell you is just allow them, speak life in them, you know, show them and teach them. They're going to see that there's different sizes and shapes. Let's teach them a healthy relationship around that, right? Um, and I say this as an example because I know I don't do it, but there's parents that I'm sure might um, if they hear people say like, oh, she gained a lot of weight. Oh, she's so big. Oh, look at, you know, we just got to be mindful of what our kids hear. When we're hearing us fat shaming and body shaming people because of the way that they look, that is not healthy. Like that is the last thing we want to do, right? We don't, and we don't want to skinny shame either. You know, we don't want to do either. And I hate using that word fat, by the way. I, I just don't like it, but it came out because that's what it is sometimes. Like women do that. And it's sad because they have children and their children see that. And it breaks my heart to know that they do things like that. But you know what? I think that we can do better and we can be an example for them to know that, you know, they don't have to you know disregard anybody they don't have to bully anybody they don't have to pick on anybody that doesn't look like them or seem like them or you know is the same size and height and weight as them right and so we just have to we're the example right which takes me to my next one so we're on one two 
three, four, five. Yep, number six. Okay, so number six is be the example. Very, very clear. And there's many ways to do this. But I think that the biggest way to do this is what we do, how we do things, our kids are watching. When we take a picture of ourselves and we're calling ourselves fat, our kids hear that. When we get on the scale and we make crazy remarks or we're obsessively weighing ourselves, our kids see that. When we're, we take a picture and the first thing that comes out of my mouth is, oh, I look fat, our kids are hearing that. You know, uh, when we're having unhealthy relationships with food, with our self-talk, with scrolling through social media and, you know, and comparing ourselves and shaming ourselves and shaming others, our kids see all of that. And so I'm going to stress it very importantly that we have to be the example. And, I, and originally I had this one first because it's the first thing that comes to my mind is, duh, be the example. But I wanted to share all the tips first because with all those tips, I hope that we can incorporate that into our own lives and be the example for our children through those examples, right? Through one through five because it is, it's hurtful. It's hurtful to see our kids that they're, you know, if they see us always comparing ourselves posting pictures of ourselves, scrolling and comparing, weighing ourselves obsessively. You know, maybe maybe you're even struggling like deep with drinking and drugging and eating disorder right now because you don't want your kid, you know, you want to feel skinny. You're starving yourself. Like those kind of things I'm talking about, you know, and and I'm just I just pray that you know when it's time to get the help that you need. When you know that it's time that hey, maybe I can't do this alone. Hey, maybe I do need some guidance in this area. Maybe I do need a healthy, learn to build a healthy relationship with my body because our kids see everything. And, you know, it, I say this as a person that's went through it, gone through it, still um, I go through waves of it, but I'm way farther and fewer in between than what I was. But I know that when I kept seeing my daughter getting on the scale and, it broke my heart like she was always weighing herself and she was like one and I didn't realize that I was like oh man she's already gonna be three right in April but I was like oh my god like what am I what kind of an example am I setting every time she walked in the gym and walked by that scale she would get on it because she saw her mom do it so I started doing it to where it wasn't accessible for not even me to do it I started hiding the scale so it was out of sight out of mind I just wouldn't get on it all the time like I get I still weigh myself but it's not I do not do it every day. I do not do it on the times where I feel horrible about myself that I know I'm going to badmouth myself. Uh, I just stop doing it that way, you know. So now I hike the scale. She, she'll see me once in a while do it, but or she doesn't catch me, you know, talking bad about myself in that way. And I really just try to catch myself and in, in the light of, you know what, I have to change the way I talk about me. I have to change the way I talk about others or, you know, or anything. Because like I said, one thing that I, I know I don't do because I think I, I dealt with it a lot with people doing it to me um, is I don't like to talk about people's weight. Like I just it, it breaks my heart that there's people out there that can just see somebody and be like, oh, you got you gained so much weight. Oh, you're eating good. Like I don't get it. I just don't get people, especially women that do that to each other. It blows my mind. But I see that to say that we have to be that example. If we pass by and we grab somebody's stomach or we're like, oh, eating good and slap their stomach or make a remark, our kids see that and they think it's okay to talk bad about people's stomach or bodies or their weight changes. That is not okay. The only time we should be complimenting people is if we're lifting them up and we're giving them something that's going to pour life into them, right? 
it could it, it doesn't have to be just about their weight it could be about hey girl you're looking good you know what i mean or hey you're looking stronger things like that you know but when our kids see us like just always body shaming or, or shaming somebody more than likely they're going to carry that with them and so i really just hope that a lot of this resonated with you because i think it's one thing for us to work on it for us but it's another thing for us to actually be the example and teach our kids and help our children because we know what we struggle with and i know i know for me i don't want my kids to go through that and i'm more than sure you don't want your kids to go through that either so i hope that these tips really help and again i'm working on getting an email together so that we can have an email list uh, but right now you can find me on my website here on mom's breaking chains again no facebook community group anymore but you can always email me i do have a regular email down below under mom's breaking chains at gmail.com you can always reach out to me there if you have any questions concerns or thoughts praying for you that you have a wonderful day and i'll see you later this week bye bye mamas Thank you so much, Mama, for listening to today's episode. If this podcast inspired you in any way to want to make any changes or view your fitness and your health journey in a different light, it would mean so much if you could go please leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. That way I can know how I can continue to grow the show and inspire you. Also, if you would like to join in on our Facebook community, you can find me under Moms Breaking Chains, Getting Freedom from Negative Body Image. That's the name of the group. Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Have a good day. I'll tell you.